0: Hello everyone. I'm Lauren and that's Carla. Hi. And this is Chirping with ABA Owls season three episode five. So happy new year everyone. We really do hope you've had a great start even though it's only the second day. (laughs) Never know what what could happen in two days. Just a heads up we'll be taking a break in February the same as last year. Mm -hmm. So it's our seasonal break. Um, And just to make sure that everybody understands that this is a disclaimer, that the the content and the things that we talk about in our podcast are our thoughts and experiences. You know, we're not claiming to know everything about the subjects we talk about. We're only speaking from our empirical experience, okay, and practice. And we really do enjoy sharing stuff with you guys. So, you know, if you have any things to talk about, please message us or email us. Is there anything that we need to discuss on the previous podcast? Oh, uh,
1: I can't think of anything.
0: Um, no. Nope. Not really, I don't think. Um, I don't know about you, Carla. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I do need to mention that we're finally on Spotify. Okay, which I know Carla mentioned last time, but we thought we'd reiterate. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, and on Google Podcasts.
0: yeah. Thank you. I don't think there's anything else except that Carl and I are trying some new things. So, we are trying to record together, but also trying to do things apart. But also trying to comment and mesh things together. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a um, jigsaw Tetris. Never-ending story, really. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's about it. So if you hear some sound differences and those kinds of things, just be aware that Carla and I are trying our best with our busy schedules to keep up our content, but also um, try and keep our busy lives in check. So yeah, over to you, Carla.
1: All right, and please feel free to communicate any topics you'd be interested in or any questions you might have. You can email us on aba.als.uk at gmail.com. You can contact us through our website, www.abaowls.com, on Instagram at aba underscore owls, or on Facebook at abaowls. abaowls. Okay, topic for today, New Year's resolutions. Um, Why not? We've never done one on New Year's resolutions, I don't think. We've done, I think in 2020, remember, we uh, we recorded, I was in Portugal, I think, and we recorded like the end, like the, our thoughts for the year, but we haven't done um, New Year's resolutions yet. So, you know what, and we know it's a cliche, but why not? Let's go for it. Pfft, why not? And we thought we'd start off with, what are New Year's resolutions? Okay, so... Everyone knows what they are, obviously. it's resolution, like it's when you make a decision in the new year to change a behavior of yours or something in your life. um And I think we've all done done it, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. I have definitely said myself, many, a many, a many <laughs> um New year's resolutions for years. I think I've got a bit better now that i understand how difficult it is to to create new behaviors or shape old ones or um so yeah i definitely have done that plenty
1: yeah um no they can be yeah they can be tricky to do i think they can be very tricky to do and the main problem is people don't stick to it because they become temporary they're, you know, they people just make them, make them for the sake of making them, and they, and they, they're temp- they just last for a few months.
0: I think the thing is with New Year's resolutions is, you know, people overwhelm themselves with too many.
1: Yeah, I think we all have, haven't we? I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just what human beings do in the end.
0: What we know about behavior is that it takes a lot to just change a small behavior, even when you're young. Mm. You know, we have clients who are really young um, to much older clients. But, you know, if if you're trying to, if you're, let's say, you're 25 or something, you know, you want to completely change your behavior, you might have had, I don't know, 20 years of that behavior being um, quite um reinforced yeah. or quite entrenched. Yeah. And so if you're looking to change, completely change, it is really difficult. Yeah. So I think it definitely is something to look at quite like quite nice as a behavioural topic. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I I set myself some, but mine are more like a bit maybe geeky a bit like Carla. Maybe we'll talk about this a bit later, but scaffolding them so having like an overall thing and then filling it in certain spaces. So, so yeah, I think, um, what are what are they? I think everybody kind of knows what they are, but I think they're not necessarily seen as a positive thing. They might be seen as a bit of a joke. Um, we always laugh about, I think I read one the other day. It's like, what are your new year's resolutions or what are your new year's plans or something? And it said something like to start the ones I said last year, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's kind of a, yeah. a thing.
1: <laughs> Definitely is. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my days. That's hilarious. Um. So yeah, it's it because it's all behavior. People don't realize how much behavior is involved in that. And you know, I we can think of many many examples of you know people just oh I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. But it's all. Is the word ephemeral like temporary? It's it. It's just. It's just temporary, and yeah, like you said, it becomes a joke. It kind of becomes a joke. Um, in Portugal, there's a tradition, I think in Spain as well, at midnight you eat either 12 raisins or 12 grapes. I think grapes is for people who don't like the raisins. And you make a wish for each um, raisin or grape you eat. I always ate the grapes. Um, but it's And you have to do one per second, so it's really hard. Uh, so for the, uh, matching the 12 strokes of midnight. And... Um, I mean, 12 wishes are really hard, and that's 12 behaviors to change, isn't it? Uh, So, yes, like you said, people do take on a lot. They get a lot on, and they overwhelm themselves. And, yeah, so we're here to talk about that. So, moving on to, like... So, are we making any New Year's resolutions? So, this is something maybe people want to know. And, Lauren, I'm just going to go say my bit uh, first. So, I don't do new year's resolutions i do life resolutions and I now this sounds like oh she does life resolutions but it's true like i for years now i've realized that with me things only stick if they're permanent anytime i make something that's unless it's a temporary thing to achieve a certain goal life decisions for me like they have to be resolutions need to be life decisions so a few years ago um i did I used to do Lent with a friend of ours, and I'm not religious, I'm just competitive, yeah, I'm that
0: person. yes, competitive because she's an Aries guys, it's the baby of a star sign, and <laughs> it is um it is actually the first of because this works in a cycle, and instant gratification is quite high, but yeah, very competitive is one of the things. You really don't have to include this color if you don't want to. I thought I'd just add it because it's true. Not that I'm not competitive, but I'm not i compi- am not necessarily competitive with other people. I'm usually competitive with myself, which sounds stupid, but that's how I understand it. But it is
1: not true because I actually played the long-term game quite a lot. Uh, and even though I love instant grat- gratification, I don't necessarily need it. Um, so. Th- it's not true. It's not true. Competitiveness, okay, but like, oh, you Leos, uh
0: Yeah, no, I was just teasing you there, Carla, <laughs> because you know, you know how it is. Um, so Carla and I have this thing where we laugh about our um star signs and make fun of them, as we do. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so y- you know, there was one year that we were doing no sugar uh well she considered that having cakes was okay but i'm like you said no sugar it's like oh i meant not no adding you know sugar and tea coffee whatever and i remember doing it and i thought well why why am i just doing this for now i should i should aim to do this for the rest of my life and i think ever since then I, I You know, I don't put sugar in my tea um, or my coffee. Well, the, I hardly have any coffee anyway. I'm more of a tea person. Um, even when I bake cakes, I put like half the sugar the recipe says, or I substitute it with honey. So, and this was years ago, because at least with me, if it's not for life, I don't even bother because it, and you know there's some periods where are better than others. Obviously, we all go in waves. We need to be flexible with ourselves. We need to be kind with ourselves. But it's prop, It's stuck with me because I follow it. It's it's something I've decided. No, this is for the rest of my life. Period. Well, Lauren, are you making any New Year's resolutions?
0: I'm not really sure. Hey, I haven't really thought about it, and I don't really think about it. Um, I'm a little bit more like you, Carla. I don't tend to make New Year's resolutions, and I don't tend to follow them, st- also especially after New Year, because I feel my oh, New Year is my birthday really? every year. Because that's technically where um it's my personal year, New Year, but like it's it's the, yeah, the New Year yeah. has begun for me at my age. So I tend to think about it more around my birthday. Uh, personally, and I, I don't necessarily have resolutions, but I'll have like, kind of like a bucket list. But bucket list sounds a bit like, where I'm really old, or, I don't know. I feel like bucket list sounds a bit. Oh, I don't know. Makes think of it, um, depot. So. I have things like things that I want to do by a certain age or things that I'd like to get started by a certain age. Not because of the age thing, but because if I don't try and start doing them, I won't do them. So I tend to have like lists and maybe those are behaviors like I have things like um, I'd like to read more books, but not necessarily like I'm going to read a book every week. And then I make it like um, part of like. Carl and I've been talking a lot recently about habits, but making something a habit because otherwise, if you want to do it and you don't have any plans to do it, you won't do it. But if you make it like, okay, I'm going to read for like five minutes a day or whatever, then I tend to um, sort of achieve it more. So I don't tend to, yeah, I think I think that's how I think about it. I also tend to have um, bigger goals with a longer distance sort of of like a long-term goal and then I sort of scaffold it back down in the true ABA way. (laughs) We've got the bigger picture, the biggest target goal in the future and then I kind of scaffold it all the way back. I try to, I don't know, do things like I I had a big um, push to like do more craft, more creative things. A couple of years ago and I've tried to keep that keep that practice up and whether that's like sewing or whether that's knitting or whether that's just like um drawing, sketching. Um it's just trying to I even do this like um like I don't know what it's called. Like it's like um art with little Diamante, little diamond bead things um where you follow a pattern. But just something that's creative because I feel like that's pretty good for us. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't really do many I think I've got some things that I'd like to set in motion, but not necessarily new resolutions. Because as I said when we spoke about it earlier, I feel like you set them and then they just go in a box or they just fade away. But if we're really thinking about, like you were saying, life change sort of habitual things that we become habits or become part of a routine or become part of structured activities, I feel like if it's got a focus, we tend to be more... Um, dedicated to it and we can track it and sort of have a vision of where we're going so yeah I think um that's kind of how I view it
1: yeah and it's even like when you said about the um, the craft I think that must be really hard for you no? because you are like because for those who don't know Lauren likes things really well done and if things are not really well done she kind of she, it's not her favorite thing. Um, so I think crafts is really good to kind of let's say increase that flexibility because in art, everything and crafts things just go wrong a lot of the time. So that's a good thing for you, I think. And you enjoy it, don't you? Like, you like it, uh, and I'm sure you're great at it because Lauren's very dedicated, guys. Like, Lauren, when she decides she's going to do something, she will do it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think. I, yeah, Carla's spot on there, guys. I don't like to do things that I don't do well at. So most things I just won't try because I I want to be good at it. And if I know I'm not going to be good at it, I won't try. So perfectionism is difficult to deal with. Um, but yes, I actually, and you know what's weird, Carla, is that I actually love things that are imperfect. I like things that are a little bit higgledy-piggledy and upside down. Um, maybe that's the Africanness in me. Um, that kind of like is a little bit of chaos, which I actually really like. So it's interesting that I like things to be, you know, in my head. I want things to be perfect, but I actually like other people's craft that isn't perfect. So yeah, it has been quite a journey for me, um, and um, I think it's good. It's a good, it's good mindfulness stuff. And I know mindfulness gets bashed around a lot, like it gets thrown around that word, but I actually think it's really good if you are a person that finds it difficult um to relax and that kind of thing mindfulness is really good so like doing puzzles and things cuz you'll find that when you're doing a puzzle you're thinking about the next puzzle piece so you're not thinking about other things so there's no like racing thoughts um and um yeah i just think i'm trying to find certain things that bring me joy that aren't necessarily about finishing but actually about doing um, which, yeah, it's not always as easy for me. Spot on, Carla, spot on. And, you know, if we were going to make some, Carla, like how how do we plan for them, you know? Um, I don't know. How do you plan for them, Carla? I mean, you told us a bit of how you plan. You plan
1: around your birthday. Wait, to be honest, I think it's a very valid um, way of planning around your birthday because it's when you were born, so... I like that. Um, I and you tend to plan bigger goals. So I look at I do New Years. I do it's not resolution. So at the end of the year, uh, my partner and I, we each look at our life. We look at what do you want to achieve by the end of this coming year, um, both together and both uh, as individuals. We use the grow model. If you don't know, go listen to our episode from the previous season. Um, so we, we look at the grow model. And so, for example, um, this year we are looking at our plans for when we retire, which it's like, hopefully not that far away. Uh, but we, you know, we, like Lauren said, we work, work backwards. So it's like, okay, how much money will we need to have Uh, when we're this age, this age, and we work backward, we work like, okay, then we need to save this, then we need to invest this, and we, for example, for health-wise, we've been putting money aside, like, for just for an emergency for our health, if something happens with our health and our well-being, um, and what we're planning on doing is we're going to reach a certain amount because we want to have the certain amount that's always ready for us in case something happens, and then from that amount onwards everything we save for our health we're just going to invest to have the money slowly increase uh so it's you know everyone's different uh because now in by the end of so now it's january we're recording this in december so that's why it sounds weird but like we we're planning on just having a a sit down uh in end of december and just plan you know, just plan, okay, cool. These are my goals as a uh, personal goals. These are my thing. Because can, you can plan for the year. You can plan for five years, for 10 years. There's really no rule. You can plan for goals. You can say, look, this is my goal. And these are the little steps I want to do for them. And, you know, and then you work towards that. And you don't have to even set a deadline if you don't want to. Like, I, I, for me, deadlines and dates help, uh, but it also helps if I'm flexible and nice to myself, and I forgive myself if I don't always make those deadlines, um, and yeah, and I agree with you, Lauren, like, working backwards is good, like, you have this massive goal, and then you break it down into little steps, very ABA, uh, and, and then you just, you need to be, but it needs you need to be dedicated, I feel like what Lauren said, if it's something that you really want to do, you will dedicate yourself to that, and I think, uh, it's good to set proper, measurable uh, goals instead of just a vague goal. Like you can have a vague, massive goal, and then within that massive, okay, what are the actual steps to achieving that massive goal? Okay, um, so that's at least that's how I plan. I like like Lauren. I work backwards. I use I use more measurable stuff and deadlines. Um, because it works for me. Uh and I think everyone needs to find what works for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think um deadlines and dates do help me in terms of structure. Um, but similarly I also am trying to be quite kind of myself. So if things don't fall on the schedule or on that date, I um, you know, try my best, but also, you know, life happens. Um, but I do think it's helpful and I think I don't necessarily use the grow model as strictly but I have sort of repeat things so I also use reminders on my phone because the phone you look at your phone a lot um so, so I use reminders and I set them monthly I have weekly I have daily monthly weekly and then um sort of what do you call them fortnightly etc things and everything that needs to happen every six months or every three months. So that's also another way I help myself stay on top of things. Like, when do I need to put more chlorine in the pool? And when do I need to, I don't know, look at the the gutters around the house? Things like that. Um, because otherwise they just, you forget them. Um,
1: yeah, I just keep mine on, like, I have mine on, com- on my computer. I don't do phone as much. It's mostly computer and my planner. Um, and then I also have like a long-term list. But it's kind of like, if they're in multiple places, they will prompt you more often.
0: Yeah, I think looking at the next year, I, a friend of mine gave me this beautiful planner. Um, it's really, really beautiful. I should actually show it to you, Carla. Because Carla Designs, she personalizes planners for me. Um, bless her. And um, they are exactly tailored to what I need. And we're actually in the process of creating new ones, which is quite exciting for both of us.
1: We're so long distance. It's the only way I have of giving you a birthday present or a Christmas present. So, you know, I try. I
0: like getting it right and Carla likes making it right for me. You know, she mentioned that I like things perfect, but she's also likes to do things very well at things and often does very well at things. Um, So I've got this other planner that helps you sort of um, structure goals in your life. And I'm going to be using it um, starting this new year. Um, I always feel like even though I don't um do really New Year's re- resolutions, I like to start the new year with thoughts in mind of things I want to do. And so I've recently started doing a little bit of Pilates, and I haven't done that before. And I'm quite enjoying, because the workouts are always slightly different, and it's always nothing hectic, but um, enjoying, you know, that I've got something to do every day and, Doing it helps me feel better about the way I move and feeling better about being um, strong enough to do certain things. So yeah, so I'm looking at this new planner um, and also obviously my Carla new, brand new planner um, and that helps me stay on top of most things because Carla and I both do multiple different types of work. So even though we do this, we work together, we work separately, we consult four people, we have a lot of things to remember and a lot of dates and a lot of other people's um yes yes sort of agendas to manage and um being on top of that helps us um stay on top of things and people will say oh you know you remember things I was like yeah because we have I have a a, we- a daily weekly monthly um yearly plan um it sounds really. Like, we're not very joyful and fun, but Colin and I are also very spontaneous and fun. Um, but, you know, these are the kinds of things that help us stay on top of what we need to be doing. And as we spoke about in our previous podcast about um, the continuing education units, we need to make sure that we're doing all of those, Otherwise, there's a rush to finish it. And that's every two years. So if you're not doing them fairly regularly, and obviously also based around work that you're currently doing. So I'm looking into going to a little bit of um, dementia support And so a lot of my CEUs, continuing education units, are based around that, but I need to remember to do them. So that's where the planning comes in. And um, yeah, I suppose we naturally plan quite ABA-wise, hey Carla. I mean, we, we think about things in small achievable steps, but also bigger goals. And I suppose the GROW model, as we spoke about in that podcast episode, is that that helps us structure where we're going. Um And have direction, otherwise we have too much to do at the last minute. so yeah, busy people need structure, guys, busy people need things, and you know there's that great saying, if you want something done, give it to a busy person um Carl and I are often those people. We end up with um other people's things too, because we are because we've sorted things out properly, we kind of have time to do certain things, and we're also quite good now, I suppose. We've got better at being like, no, I don't actually have time for that, or that should have, you know, I'd rather give me some more time to do that. So yeah, I mean it's not like saying we're perfect. We also we're humans and we we adapt and we make mistakes and we do things. But yeah, I think we we're getting better and better. Carla's obviously way more organized than I am, but we're getting better and better at being organized. I'm fine tuning it. What works for me is not gonna work for other people. It's not gonna work for Carla because I'm not Carla, and vice versa. We have commonalities, and we work well together, but we're also very different. Um, And I think that's also the thing, is that what what will work for your behavior or your repertoire is, um, and how do you want to change your repertoire of behaviors? And that's something that you can also look at going forward. So, yeah, I suppose, you know, we've kind of answered how do we plan, but, you know, where does, how does the ABA come into play? How does it come in further to play, Carla? What do you use specifically um, in sort of ABA way to help you plan? I suppose that's kind of a good question, really. What do you think?
1: That is an excellent question. Um. So uh, I just use, I use a lot of prompts, you know, I think people sometimes get really obsessed with this thing of, um, Removing all the prompts when we teach children. Agree. But I think some prompts are necessary. I use prompts all the time. Okay. I on my yearly planner. On the, I have a yearly, and then I have monthly and weekly, like Lauren. On my yearly, every year I write everything down. Every time I remember yes. I need to add something, I put it in the in the yearly. And then I, when I am planning for the following month, I put it in the monthly. And when I'm planning for the month as well, I put it in the weekly. So I put so many prompts around my life to remind me because the brain like honestly like there's so much to do at the moment that I just I just need to prompt myself I'm always prepared like but yeah for example shopping list if I'm going to Portugal and I want to buy something when I'm in Portugal I will I will put it on I will put it on my list I will uh, just opt for that day or if I know I'm have to go to London for work I will on that weeks, I will already say, Rem- uh, look at this, look at that. So I'm always like, as soon as I remember something, if I don't have um, my plan and I write it in a piece of paper, I-, I sleep with a notebook and a pen next to me because I'm insane and I can't sleep if I don't write what's in my brain. Um, and so, yeah, so I just, I'm always... Let's say prompting myself. That's how I use the ABA. So in the plan, even in my planners, I've written in my planners uh, that I've made something called, uh, for example, I say plan for the month, plan for the year, uh, do this for. So there, there's like some certain things that always have to be there. So I always have them written down. Again, it prompts me. It helps me think. Okay, I this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. But yeah, I think everyone has a different method. And I think it takes time for us to develop and see what works for us. i I like prompts. I like prompting myself. That's how I use the ABA. Lots and lots and lots of prompting. I could use more reinforcement. I think for me, what's reinforcing is knowing is ticking it off, like, oh, I've done it. Take off. So that's quite re- reinforcing for me. Um, so yeah, I do like prompting myself. I me things off. In terms of shaping, I think it's just taken time to shape my behavior to be like this. Like, my mom always had a planner. I think that's where I take from, was where I learned it. But my dad always wrote lists and planned his day. So that's where I got that. And every time I show them, because I make, like Lauren said, I make Lauren's planner. I make my planner. I, I offered to make my sisters, but it didn't work for her. And that's fine. When my parents saw my planner, they were like... You are insane because for them, I took it to the next level. I'm like, yeah, the next generation is meant, be meant to be better. So, yeah, like that's how I use ABA. I just prompt myself all the time. And, you know, people say, oh, you shouldn't be prompt dependent. I don't care. I am going to be prompt dependent because I need it. Otherwise, I won't get stuff done. So that's something to consider about, like, what prompts should we remove from people's lives and which ones should stay? What's your approach in using
0: ABA, Lauren? Absolutely, Carla, I completely agree. I think the reminders in multiple occasions is definitely one way to prompt oneself to do things. Um, I have them on my phone, and I, particularly the iPhone um, reminders are very good because they kind of don't go off until you have tick them off, so they'll stay on the home screen as a prompt, as a visual reminder, um, until you have completed that task, ticked it off. So, I have things that are daily, weekly, um, fortnightly, um, and I just think for someone who doesn't have a a normal place or um, a routine, I find it very helpful to have um, because I'm um, that it does remind me otherwise if I if I'm like if I have it on my laptop only um then if I don't turn my laptop on for that morning or that day for whatever reason I might be with a client or I might be with a parent or I might be online with someone um that it I, the reminder on my phone because I have my phone with me always would be really helpful i think thinking about whether new year's resolutions are important or not is I do think they're quite important. I think it's important to review and to focus and plan on where we want to be. Um, I think the more we're aware of, the more we're focused or aware of the things we want to achieve, the more likely we are to continue working on them. If we're unaware of them or they're vague, as you were saying, Carla, or then unstructured, or they too big, like I was mentioning earlier, they're too meaty, they're too big, they're not classified enough or broken down enough. It's like staring at a mountain, it's just too much to do. So I think, I do think they're important. I think that to help us stay focused um, and to, you know, achieve certain things is really important. And I suppose New Year's resolutions help us get there in a certain way. Not always, it's one of the ways we can track it. Um, But as someone who is interested in behavior and tracking it and seeing um, what works, I think you really have to know yourself quite well. And if you don't know yourself very well, you're going to find it difficult to structure things that work for you. So I would say, you know, spend some time getting to know what works for you because what's going to work for me doesn't work for Carla and what works for Carla is not going to work for, I don't know, Bob down the street. So we need to be knowing what works for ourselves Um, Because that will really help us stay focused and, you know, um, continue trying to achieve all the things we'd like to achieve. Some people don't want to focus on things like that, which is fine. That's up to them. Um, I'm just, I like to do things and um, I like to see where I'm going with them and how much has progressed. So, yeah, I don't know about you, Carla, if you have any end thoughts.
1: Okay, to finish off, um I'll talk a bit about my goals. I've mentioned that my partner and I um are making plans for the future, such as retirement and investments. And you know, for my individual goals, I haven't looked at it thoroughly because again I'm recording this in December. Uh but I'm doing it um on the last week or in the last week of the year. Uh but I know I want to try and dedicate more time to my art, um, like you, Lauren art is important in my life. Uh, and to exercise more, again, we have actually similar goals, don't we? Uh, so I was working out, you know, exercising around three times a week last year. And, you know, I've had some health issues and breaks of routine. So I kind of regressed, not a bit, I regressed a lot. Um. So I do want to go back to that. I agree with Lauren, like setting goals is important uh, if you want to give some structure to your life or if you have aims or if you want to improve on a particular area. Uh, Just like Lauren does it around her birthday, you don't have to do it on a new year and you don't have to call them resolutions, you can call them goals um, or changes to your life. So if you see you're not able to stick to your goals or your resolutions, look at what they are. Are they too big? Do you need to divide into smaller steps? Is there a deadline? Is a deadline feasible? I mean, how much time can you realistically dedicate to your goal? So, and how are you going to measure your progress? And what are the milestones that you need to achieve in order to accomplish your goal? So, all of these things are important to look at when deciding, when planning, when deciding goals, resolutions, yada, yada. So, um... Many people use you know New Year's resolutions to implement what we call extinction procedures. So, for example, no eating sugar, you know. But the problem is that with you know neurotypical adults and in uh, that are in charge of their own reinforcement, seeing seeing that it's easily that the reinforcement is easily accessible. It becomes harder to implement extinction, so every time extinction fails, the behavior will come back with a vengeance. I promise we promise you that. Okay, so find other behaviors to replace the one you're trying to change, and you know, leave prompts for yourself, do small steps like why make your life harder? Life is hard as it is. Okay, this should be helping you, it shouldn't be a hindrance. So make your life easier by putting all these things in motion, because they will improve your life. But they also need to work for the present you. But of course, even if some people can do all the small steps, and they still don't prepare all the small steps, but they still don't do them. So that's a whole other issue. Um, but yeah, these are our advices. And I know a lot of people that say, oh, uh, taking it slow doesn't work for me, blah, blah. And it's all or nothing. But That is only true if they are truly committed. I mean, I reduced my sugar intake, but I didn't remove it from my life. It wasn't an extinction. It was shaping. And Laura and I are big advocates of shaping. And yeah, that's it for me
0: please feel free to email us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com, or you can message us on Instagram. We are at aba underscore owls. If you have any particular topics you'd like us to chat about, we really, really like hearing from you, so please don't hesitate to message us. You can also message us on Facebook. So the
1: Hood Chronicles will be out in two weeks on the 16th of Jan, and then the next Owls will be on Monday, the 6th of March, uh, as we will be taking our February break. If you have a moment, please rate, like, and subscribe to us. We heard that it helps us get more listeners. So we are ABA Owls on Instagram and Facebook and chirping with ABA Owls on iTunes, Spotify, and on other platforms you might listen to. I think CastBox is quite popular. I don't know why, but I don't know what it is. But fair enough. Good. Thank you, CastBox. <laughs> and thank you again for listening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, thanks so much. Bye. Bye.